um, I don't know if you follow Gabby Bernstein. She always says, do less and attract more, which I love. Um, but this is the thing. If you're go, 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 you're in fight or flight. Essentially, mm. your body is perceiving threats, whether that's a deadline that you put on yourself or you're sitting in traffic, whatever. And when you're constantly in that um, fight or flight mode, you don't feel safe. There's no way to be creative if you don't feel safe first. So it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you will. We constantly need to be anchoring ourselves and grounding ourselves throughout the day so that we make sure that, yeah, we feel safe because if we don't, we don't, we're not creative. We can't think of the new idea. We, if we don't quiet this fire, <laughs> the big ideas don't come. So welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan. And today I have a very special guest with me. I have Nin Barella, who is an expert in gut health and just health overall. And I desperately wanted to have her on the show because one of the things that we as entrepreneurs deal with all the time is just being super busy, stressed out, and it's so easy for us to lose sight of just taking good care of ourselves and why that's such a critical component of our long-term success. So I wanted Nin to come on here and share all of her insights around staying healthy, even though you're super busy. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Nin. Thanks. It's so great to be here. I love your show and it's so inspiring just to hear everyone's stories. And if I can be of any help to anyone out there listening today, I'm very honored. Well, I'm so glad you talked about being inspired by stories because I know you have a story. So before you became a health and wellness coach, you had a different career. So why don't you share a little bit about your journey from working for other people to starting your own business and what your business is all about? Sure. So, you know, my path has definitely changed over the years and I, after college, I really focused on marketing, um, in, in my studies. And I love the idea of advertising and being creative and got to go to New York after I graduated. And, you know, I'd had some health issues growing up, of course, like we all have, you know, the occasional need for antibiotics and, um, just like little things that would come up and, and then, and, you know, little, skin infections like eczema that would just go away on their own. So I never really thought too much about it, honestly, because I was pretty healthy. But when I was in New York, I just burned the candle at <laughs> both ends, literally. And that's what I- While you were still in college, you were burned the candle? Well, I did, I did it in college. I did it most of my life, if wow. I'm honest. I, you know, when you're a type A personality, you just kind of it's always like, what else can I do? What more? It's never enough. And between sports, you know, growing up in high school and getting straight A's, doing the same in, in college and then going off to the big city, it was, um, I think a lot on my body and just something that's very common for most people today. And so it was fine for me to live off of six hours sleep a night for like over a decade. I mean, I don't, for a long time. Wow. Until it wasn't. <laughs> and so things, the train started slowing down for me, you know, in my thirties and I really started paying more attention to my health. I was, yes, getting, you know, I had some digestive issues at that point. Um, skin issues kept coming 
back more frequently and get these weird rashes, just like maybe too much information. Um, I would start getting panic attacks and having heart palpitations and the anxiety. And then all of a sudden after my daughter was born, um, when I was 36, I had gained, like I lost some weight initially nursing her and then overnight gained 10 pounds, like literally. And I was like, Whoa, okay. Pump the brakes. Now the wheels are coming off the train. <laughs> Things were just a mess. And I started paying a lot of attention to my health, um, and started listening to all the podcasts and reading all the books. And then eventually got my certification as an integrative health practitioner, um, because I had had eczema for a year and my dermatologist was like, Oh, just put some cortisol cream on it. And you know, we don't know the cause, but this should help or, and I'm just like, no, I think I've got a gut issue. Actually, I'm going to go try to figure that out. She rolled her eyes at me. And, and then I said, see ya. And I was not, you know, not going to uh, go back there again. And then my hormones too had been off. My thyroid was low. And even though traditional doctors were saying it's actually fine, according to functional medicine labs, it wasn't. And so I just started putting all this together and got my certification. So now I get to help people heal in the ways that I was from a gut perspective, from an adrenal perspective, adrenal health and hormones, because they're all connected and Western medicine likes to keep everything in silos, but yeah, our body works as a system. So there's so many ways that I want to follow up on that conversation (laughs) because it feels like, feels like one thing as it relates to just your transition from, you know, working for somebody else into working for yourself is it really came out of your own pain and struggle. You know, so the whole idea is like we heal others in the ways that we've been wounded so that we don't ever experience those wounds again. And it seems like that's very much what led you to this entrepreneurship calling, which is you wanted to take your own story forward. Is that accurate? Completely. And it really is, was more prevalent during the pandemic when I just saw so many people suffering really for no reason. And I didn't see the government necessarily or doctors or anyone talking about, well, here's how you actually can improve your immune system. And I was like, well, why are we talking about that? That actually could save, you know, a lot of people here, as opposed to just talking about, you know, staying indoors and shutting in, which yes, we all needed to do for a time, but we, we didn't get the whole picture. And so I, I like to say we, there's, you know, we need doctors, we need Western medicine for they save lives. Like that's so important, but we need both sides of the story. We need the preventative side too. So was it nerve wracking at all for you to give up any security to say, all right, I'm going to hang up my shingle. I'm going to do my own thing. Or was it nerve wracking at all to say, I'm going to put myself out there. Your business name. Can you tell everybody? Cause you have a really great business name. <laughs> sure. Cause it's like, it's a good play on your name. Sure. Healthy with Nin. And there's really, I probably could have come up with a better name to be honest, but it just seemed like like, come with me. Like I will, you know, I want to provide the roadmap and, um, I'm here to do, you mean, this isn't a double entendre, like healthy within that's not, I know you would think so, but I wasn't that clever at the time. (laughs) I thought you were. (laughs) No, it's just more about, I'm, I'm here with you going through it. Like I'm an accountability partner. And, you know, as a lot of consultants out there listening, um, no, like it, it takes a village sometimes 
it's hard to do things on our own. When we go alone, we go faster. When we go together, we go further, that whole, you know, proverb. So it's just kind of like with, like this is a community. So did you have any anxiety though, about like doing your own thing or putting yourself out there or did this passion and this frustration of the gap just drive you more? Uh, yeah, I, I had no hesitation. I just didn't, I didn't know the exact direction I wanted to go, but I, I just kind of tried to turn within and be more intuitive about it. It wasn't a question I was going to do something. It was just kind of like, okay, what does that exact path look like? I, I don't know. I just, my parents were, you know, both, well, they still are so, uh, entrepreneurs and, and, you know, contractors and things like that. So they've always kind of done their own thing. My husband's the same way. We own a tea business and I've never been afraid of taking risks like that. To me, it's not a risk when you're following your heart. So, and your aunt has been on your, on the show as well. So she was, um, I don't remember which episode, Lisa Kanda was on our show and she's your aunt. She's the one who introduced us. So she's our LinkedIn expert. So it's all in the family for sure. Yes. And my grandmother was a teacher and I have another aunt who's a teacher. And I think teaching just kind of runs in the family. Like when we have some great information, we want everyone to know about it. So, yeah. <laughs> so can I go back to what you talked about with your own journey a little bit more? So yeah. well, what I think what was interesting about like the health issues that you ran into, because I think, I don't know if it's like just for me or for other people around me is like, when you hit like the burnout point, we're like, oh my gosh, where'd that come from? But what you were describing is there were all these signs for years and years and years. And it was like at the tail end that all of a sudden you hit the crash. So yeah. if you were looking at health issues, especially when you're dealing with somebody who's like juggling, you know, a busy job and you're busy with your family, like what are all the signs that, you know, health issues and burnout is, is eminent. It's coming your way. Sure. I mean, so there's a lot I could say here. I'll start with I like to say all disease begins in the gut. I didn't come up with that. Hippocrates actually did. And for good reason, our immune system is right outside of our intestinal wall. And so, and our, our gut, our digestive systems and entryway into our body. And when we're stressed, our body won't allow us to digest. So you hear the term rest and digest. Well, when you're constantly going, and that means eating at your desk or eating on the run and things like that. Your body's not going to be able to actually digest your food. So that's like a big thing. Um, you'll start to notice that you get more bloating because now all of a sudden you're more constipated. <laughs> all the fun things that I get to talk about with my clients, but it's just like, that's not good. We got to be going a couple, two, three times a day. Um, and for me back in my twenties, it was like once every few days, if I'm being honest. So that was a bit, that was a number one sign, um, or a symptom and then not feeling energized after you eat. So if you feel sluggish after you're eating, well, maybe you're not eating the right things or you're not digesting or your blood sugars off. So there's different things that can start to tell you, yeah, this is not actually, um, working out the way it's it used to. And so there's different stages of what I, you know, it's adrenal fatigue. In other words, where stage one, your cortisol is high. That's your stress hormone that your adrenals pump out when we're in fight or flight. And it's, it's just high all day. And you feel like superwoman, 
you can do anything. Life can throw anything at you and you can just take it all. And then give me a slide of this over here. And that leads to stage two when you actually start to notice the symptoms. And you can be in stage two for quite some time. So stage two is the- Before you go to leave stage one, can we just um, summarize stage one? Um, Because there's some things it seems like you're aware of now, like in 2020 hindsight, Mm -hmm. but it seems like just from a pure symptom level in stage one, is there certain things around like how well you're digesting or not really digesting. So like stomach aches might be something or that bloating, that kind of thing. And then it seems like there's just like a level of exhaustion is another thing. Um, When you were talking about the eczema, is that a stage two thing or is that a stage one thing? That's more of a stage two thing because now you've got this chronic inflammation because the digestion's had some issues for some time. And so, and it could be different for everyone, of course, but it's usually more of, um, it could be stage two where you're now, you have something called leaky gut. Before we get into the specifics of the solution though, I just really want to tap in because like, I think for a lot of people, like they don't even know that the gut is actually even a part of it or what the, what it is. Mm -hmm. So like, I just want to like get the experience of like, okay, for years before you came to the solution, it's like, okay, so there was exhaustion, you know, and then there's like unexpected weight gain. You know, it seems like there was all these pre-signs to say, wait a minute, there's something in is an issue where if you, maybe if you notice these symptoms, like, so I wonder if like, there's some way we could just like, kind of like tick off, like, what are those like early warning signs? And that if you don't know these early warning signs, then you're going to be in like stage two. Yeah. And yeah. So exhaustions where you could get, you know, nine, 10 hours of sleep a night and you still don't feel rested. Um, when you have digestive issues, what used to be, you know, some gas and bloating a little bit. Now you're running to the bathroom after every meal. You know, a lot of people suffer from that, um, irritable bowel or something, you know, IBD, or you have GERD. So, and essentially you have a lot of acid reflux. And this is really a misconception that some people think, oh, it's because I have too much stomach acid when actually you don't have enough. And this happens when we're running, burning the candle at both ends or because our digestive system is not functioning properly. We're actually not producing enough stomach acid. So then that's when we don't have enough in our, our tummy, <laughs> it won't signal to our esophagus to keep the valve closed. And when you lay down, it can creep up. So it's actually not having enough in there to, to make that signal. It's a, it's a malfunction and people will take, I did this. I took Tums all the time. I had heartburn a lot. Um, and I would do all of the things. And a lot of people are on PPI is now proton pump inhibitors and take that. And what actually happens is now, if you don't have enough stomach acid, well, now you can't actually break down protein. Completely. But just from a from a pure symptom level. Oh, like, I keep so, going on tangents. Yes. Yeah, so, no, so, you know what I, I love I about you? Like, I just want to pause for a second. <laughs> what I love about you is you're so knowledgeable about what it is. And it's like, now it seems like you've gone through this aha and you see it everywhere. You know, like you see yes. like, oh, when I was struggling with this, but um, like, cause I, but I do think that there's something that's important. I really want to make sure that we emphasize is like that like the burnout and the crash and all of that seems to be a late sign. And that that's like, I really want to paint that picture of like, well, what is all those early signs, you know? And then it's like, then what happens at the crash? And then let's talk about the solution because 
I think it's hard to recognize. That's why I don't mean to harp on sure on that but it's like i know for me is personally when i went through burnout like when you were telling your story it's like hey wait a minute it wasn't like when i just like like it's like i totally burn out after i moved cross country it was like exhausting mm -hmm. but it's not like oh it's a shock like that that was coming for me i should have been paying attention to it and i should have made interventions like long before yeah. that situation so that's why i want to say like all right five warning signs that it's on its way it's inevitable you know, before you hit stage two, where it's like crash and burn, you know, yeah. like what are those five signs? And then what, ha then what are usually the symptoms of like, oh, now I'm at crash and burn phase. Yeah. I mean, so besides the not feeling rested when you sleep, no matter how much sleep you get, and maybe the presentation of skin issues, which is very common, um, hormones can start acting weird. So your cycle might not be as predictable. Um, yes, overnight weight gain is a very good sign that something's wrong. And uh, this is often, um, in a lot of my clients and it was for me, the need for kind of alcohol at night to wind down lots of caffeine in the morning to get up. <laughs> so if you find yourself needing to kind of numb out at the end of the night, that's actually not normal. It's common, but it's not normal. So that's a good sign. And then being irritated by people that you used to love mm. <laughs> is a good sign because what happens is if you're giving, filling everyone's cup, except yours, well, now at, at the end of the day, they want to hang out with you, which is normally would be an energizing activity, but you haven't done anything for yourself. And so it's almost, you get angry at them because it's like, well, what about me? I haven't served myself yet. It's a relationship. So phase, yeah. So phase one is like your, so you start to see like these symptoms and it seems like they start getting worse and worse and worse. It's like, I sleep and I don't get enough. You know, I eat and it doesn't seem to be satisfying. I have relationships, but they make me cranky, mm -hmm. you know, and you have all of these situations and now I'm in, so I'm phase one and I don't make an intervention. And now I'm, now I'm in phase two. Right. So paint me, paint me a picture of what happens in phase two. If I skip all of those warning signs and now I'm here. So those are I all exacerbated. So now you might not have a cycle at all. Like a lot of women are going into early menopause, believe it or not in their, um, thirties, because they are just, their cortisol so high. So that could be an issue. Digestive issues can yeah just get really worse. And you'll notice that you are getting sick more often. So mm -hmm. you might have had a cold, like every few years growing up normal, but now you're getting two, three colds a year or something that's going to take you out for a week or two. And then you have this lingering cough, let's say for months after and sound familiar, <laughs> um, but it's part of just low adrenals, your court, you can't, your immune system's so exhausted. It can't fully give you everything you need to repair. So that's a sure sign. Um, full on addictions can happen in phase two and just, um, yeah, just autoimmune and things like that can start to happen because now you do have this leaky gut issue. You're more sensitive to food because you have food leaking into your blood. that's not fully digested and your body's attacking. And when it starts to attack proteins from food that happen to look like, oh, your thyroid or 
you know, bacteria that might be in your joints and all of a sudden you're, you can get things like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or so autoimmune really starts to present itself during this phase. So it sounds like then, so I like, so like somebody's in the phase one where it's like, they're starting to get the symptoms and the things are not going well. Now, all those symptoms are exacerbated. exacerbated. They're in your face. They're almost debilitating. And it seems like there's many choices that you're alluding to that somebody can go to. So if they have addiction issues, they'll go to addiction counselor. You know, mm-hmm. if they have like burnout, they might go to like a, you know, a regular doctor or some of the other ones. Like, can you tell me like the different, different ways? Cause you've mentioned this functional medicine, you know, which seems to be different than traditional. So like, what are the choices of somebody has and why are they limiting? And why is maybe like the functional medicine a better solution? Functional medicine really looks at the body as a whole and what it needs to thrive optimally versus, you know, Western medicine doesn't take into consideration that (laughs) the brain's connected to the gut, which is connected to our hormones, for instance. Um, and they're all talking to each other. So we want really to take a holistic approach because if you just isolate certain things and you're not, you're just treating symptoms versus actually identifying the root cause of how this started in the first place. So would a definition for functional medicine, which would make sense for consultants and coaches who are listening, because we're all systems thinkers. So it's sort of like taking systems thinking and applying it to medicine in a more specific way. Exactly. Okay. So, and what's better about it is because you're not managing a bunch of symptoms versus like if you went to a mental health therapist, or if you went to addiction counseling, or you went to just a traditional doctor, it might be symptom management, but going to someone like you, it's more of a holistic perspective. It's a functional, it's functional medicine. We're looking at your, all the different parts of you and what might be causing it for you. Exactly. And if you don't ever get to the root cause, well, you never actually solve the problem. You can mask symptoms for a long time, but then unfortunately medications come with side effects and then you're on a second medication to deal with the side effect from the first. And so you start to go down a path, you know, not always, of course, but for the most part where, um, you're not really getting the help that you're promised. And that's from a short-term standpoint. Yes. We need to, to have these interventions. But if you want like something that's more of a long-term solution, well, let's take a look at like, you know, trauma is one thing. Like if you had trauma as a child, that doesn't just go away. And if you don't address it, it can live in your, your tissue, actually, your body holds on to these things until you can deal with it properly, but that can actually lead you right into adrenal fatigue. So you want to know the root cause, and then you can address each root cause. There's usually more than one. And then one big thing that kind of tips you over the edge. So how do you work with your clients to get them to figure out the root cause? Like, yeah. so, like, tell me your title. Like, are you, I called you a health and wellness coach. Is that the actual right word? Or would you say you're a functional medicine coach or what would you say is your label? My label is integrative health practitioner. That's just the certification I have through the um, integrative health practitioner Institute, um, which is run by um, a board certified naturopath. So I'm not a doctor. I did not go to med school. I don't diagnose 
you know, or cure disease or any of that. I'm a coach. And so that's my title. Um, and when I work with a client, it's really like taking time to go through, well, a long questionnaire, of course, but I want to know like different, um, stories about every aspect of their life from their nutrition to their sleep, to their digestion. Yes. Trauma hormones. Like we're going to look at all of it. And then we can kind of start talking about, well, you had a surgery when you were this young and then there was a car accident and then there was, you know, a death in the family and like things started to spiral after that. And we kind of like, take a look at like, where did it start? Oh, wow. So you're going like really deep into someone's life. Yes. When I work one-on-one with my clients, that's what we get to do. So if you were going to talk to me about like the burnout I had after moving cross country, Mm -hmm. you would not just say, oh, what was so stressful about the move? You'd go back to my history of like, why would moving in general be traumatic for me? Or is it, you know, and why is it affecting my health this much? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we, I should have told you that because you're going to put me on the hot seat. I know I'm going to, uh... I shouldn't be telling everybody this. Now I'm going to be vulnerable here. Fine. Go for it. I'm serving my audience. I'm here for them. Yeah. So why, why, um, let's talk about it because I mean, you're inviting me to now, (laughs) but Uh... we're not, um, if you're comfortable, you can share, you know, like what, Moving is stressful overall. However, there's something deeper when you're uplifting your entire life. You know what I mean? And did that happen for you before? Well, God, you are going to make me go vulnerable. (laughs) Um, Well, like moving has been stressful for sure in the past, like having to do stuff, you know, even I can remember, you know, moving when I was a young kid you know, and I did, I was like 14 and responsible for the move. So that was like, so it's always kind of like a triggery thing, but Mm -hmm. with this particular move, it was really difficult because there's so many life transitions that were going on simultaneously that it was, it was so, um, like, you know, cause my business had been going through an evolution. I became an empty nester, you know, other relationship, different, you know, like got married, you know, and then move cross country And like all these things that sort of like made me, me were kind of like changing. And I, I did not anticipate being in a different, different state with a different terrain, not being in the Florida sunshine. Like I didn't realize like how big of a change I was really embarking on. So I was so focused on, I got to get the, you know, I got to get the house packed and I got to get this situated and I got to handle the mortgages and all of that, that I did not even think for a second, like, wow. I've lived in Florida since 1991, you know, I'm used to the sunshine, you know, and also it's cold and snowy and (laughs) I don't have children in the house and my whole career was organized around my kids. And it was like a lot of change all at once. Right. And we're not really built to, to take on so much. I mean, I will say the universe will give us not to get too woo woo but it gives us what we can handle and it gives it to us for a reason. Um, but if it does end up putting, pushing us over the edge, well, there's a reason for that. And so this can, could have been a cycle that you're seeing now, but it probably happened before in your life at some point where there was a big upheaval and we didn't properly address it so that we could come out of it stronger. And so it's, it's reappearing now in this time of your life. And that's what just continues to happen until you actually 
address it. That's like your soul's challenge. So it's interesting. So there's a lot more that's going on. So like when you're dealing with the health issues, you can't isolate the health issues from your personal, you know, like your personal emotional issues. And I think you were mentioning too, like as that high achiever type of personality, like our goal is like, well, I just like got to, you know, double down and work harder, you know, rather than like, I just need to take a break. You know, like I just need to, I just need to reset and figure out what in the world is happening here. We just double down get busier. And there's a reason, you know, we all want to be the perfectionists and the type A's because we're trying to prove ourselves and get validation and, and get the approval from someone. And that's something that we can trace back to our younger years. So once we understand that though, it's not all gloom and doom because that's, that's the good news is like, when you understand that part of yourself, well, now you can actually almost like re-raise your inner child and say, well, how else what would be a better approach for this? If your younger self was going through this again, how would you take care of them? Mm. You know? And so you start mm. to really take care of yourself. And if you don't put yourself first, no one else will, but that's the path to healing is actually saying, no, no, I need the Epsom salt bath three times a week. <laughs> I need, you know, this hour for myself every morning and you really, um, for the well oil machine to, to really happen for you and your business, your, your, um, listeners and their businesses, like they have to prioritize themselves. I think it's really interesting that you say that, because I think that there's something about like when people are, especially if you're leaving corporate and you're starting your own business, there's all kinds of upheavals to even begin with, because like, that's a big transition. And if you don't process that, then it's like, you're kind of already going into deficiency. And then if you go into like super strategizing mode, you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-mm. Like that even begins itself for that recipe. I know what you're saying makes sense. So like what really helped for me is like, I did get, I did decide to quote unquote, indulge like my, um, you know, my burnout, like the exhaustion. And I took a bunch of time. I went back to Florida and I spent a lot of time just sitting at the beach. And it's just like, and literally what you're talking about is like, figuring out how do I take care of myself at a very core level. And that's made all the difference. And even from a strategy standpoint, like all the ideas now that I like was hovering around forever are like starting to come like, boom, 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 boom. You know, where, because I did do that self-care and I wonder if a lot of times, like we're stuck with like the lack of clarity of what we want, you know, like I know you've been working on a course yeah. And it's like, you know, you've been working on that for a while, but it's like, I wonder, it's like, you know, the self-care and the creative expression, you know, do they go hand in hand with one another and you could actually get more speed? Yes. So, um, I don't know if you follow Gabby Bernstein. She always says, do less and attract more, which I love. Um, but this is the thing. If you're go, 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 you're in fight or flight essentially. Mm. Your body is perceiving threats, whether that's a deadline that you put on yourself or you're sitting in traffic, whatever. And when you're constantly in that um, fight or flight mode, you don't feel safe. There's no way to be creative if you don't feel safe first. So it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you will we constantly need to be anchoring ourselves and grounding ourselves throughout the day so that we make sure that, yeah, we feel safe because if we don't, we don't, we're not creative. We can't think of the new idea. We, if we don't quiet this fire, (laughs) 
the big ideas don't come. So can you say that again, is we can't be creative until we feel safe. Until we feel safe. And when you're on the run, you don't feel safe. That's really powerful. Like creativity comes out of safety, Mm -hmm. not fight or flight. Never. The best solutions come when you're quiet. Think about when you're in the shower, you come up with the best ideas. (laughs) At least my husband does. Or when you go for a walk, um, meditation, you know, when you quiet the world around you and you feel safe and that all is well, you go on vacation, you went home. Now things become very clear. There's no noise. So when you're really talking about like resolving your medical issues, they're really not at the medical level. They're really at the perception level. They're at the self-care level. It's all around like, how do I feel about my like inner child and how well I'm taking care of that part? And if you could start working on that, then it seems like then you could start working on the other, other root causes. Is that accurate or? It's not the only thing, but yes, it's a huge part of it. Stress is one of the biggest um, disruptors, you know, that we have. And so psychologically, yes, but also like when we're chronically inflamed, that's a stressor on our body. So you really want to take it and again, the big picture, but you can go one at a time. And when I go with my clients, we go through habit stacking. So every week we're going to add one or two more things, not too much because you don't really adhere to anything if you're taking on the world at one time, but just little things that cover the digestive part, you know, the chronic inflammation part, the psychological part, the nutritional deficiencies that many people have, so on and so forth. Okay. So to back up and say, all right, big picture. So we could be, you know, high achievers or go, 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 go. We start to get symptoms. So it seems like phase one is actually there's a phase zero. Phase zero is I'm go, 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 six hours of sleep. It works until it stops working. So for you, it's like, yeah. So phase, okay. So it's working until it stops working. And then somehow it stops working. So phase two is it worked for a while and now it stopped working. So now I have a baby and now I gain 10 pounds overnight, Yeah, you know, and now it stops working. So then it seems like choice point crisis is either like get, so get help, continue doing, you know, continuing to cream down, get help. But then my choices are, I can go to like traditional providers, or I can go to a functional medicine type of person like you. And then with this functional medicine person like you as a coach, like you, the first step is, is doing a truly holistic assessment of everything, looking at not just the symptoms, not even just looking at your nutrition, your blood work and all that other stuff, but mm-hmm. also really recognizing the the emotional side that leads you to this part. Then we got our diagnosis. We start addressing that. Then it seems like then we move into, is it another phase where now we're moving on solution development, where we're able to now start doing habit stacking, where it's like, all right, mm-hmm. we're going to start changing our habits, changing our mindset, I assume with these habits as well. Exactly. So so let's talk about some of those initial, is it, is there like some triage quick wins that you always recommend, or is it always customized? No. In fact, um, there is a very specific protocol. It can be slightly customized, um, depending on your situation. Um, you know, if your, your hormones are this way and someone else's are this way, like you might take different herbs like that kind of customization. However, we're going through really this model of 
nutrition and movement and stress management and like all the things in a very easy to do way. So it's a, it's not overwhelming because you don't, you can't change your entire life. And in one night, it takes like, I go through a 12 week program. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of good reasons for that, but it's really like the most, you know, just kind of like dance your way into health, you know, slide into it as opposed to like struggling. You're, you're not going to benefit if it's too much is thrown at you at once. So, so if they struggle, then it's going to hit that fight or flight, which actually works against what you're trying to do. You. Yeah. So like, what are like, so if you were going to say like, um, like a couple nutritional tips and a couple movement tips or like a couple, like, what are like, could you tell me the categories and a couple tips within each of the categories? Sure. From a nutritional standpoint, most of us aren't getting enough fiber. That's a huge one. And so one thing I go with my clients is we work up to, because you can't do it overnight, really seven or more cups of fruits and veggies a day. Now, if you're starting at one or two, you don't jump to that because you're, you will explode. <laughs> that will not be pleasant. In other words, you kind of gradually get into that. Wait, um, so you start off with how many fruits and veggies a day? And then what's your optimal? I like to say like a cup of berries is a really good thing to have. And then like six or more cups of vegetables. So two of those six be- cups of vegetables a day. Oh yeah. Wait, so, that's the starting point or is that the ending point? That's the ending point. When you're oh, starting, okay. when you're starting, it's just like, if we can get at least a cup of produce into each meal, let's start there. And then we will add because not, not everyone big, I guess. Is that no, like- it's not. So a cup of produce at each meal. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're going to have mm-hmm. a cup of produce. Like, and so what would be a produce at breakfast? So you can do like a sauteed spinach, or if you make a smoothie, like I do, you can do like mixed greens in your smoothie and a cup of berries, you know, so you can actually get two cups in there. So there's different ways to do it. A smoothie is a really easy way to kind of set the foundation for the day. And when you have good fiber, good fat and good protein all together, your blood sugars balance. So what's a good protein and a good fat? So you can do, you know, chocolate in that list, by the way, chocolate's definitely great from a magnesium standpoint. If you're doing, you know, like the 72 or whatever, plus like dark chocolate, um, have it after a meal, not on a stomach, (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's definitely healthy. There's a lot of antioxidants and, um, organic chocolate, especially, but yes, you, you know, you're not going to deprive yourself it's 80, 20. You want to be able to enjoy your flex meal, whatever, every week, of course. But if you're eating great the rest of the time, sometimes you don't even want the chocolate sundae at at the end of your flex meal. You're just like, eh, after a while. So a cup of vegetables and a couple of berries, a one cup of berries a day. Yeah. And your smoothie is great. A great way to start. And then at lunch, you can have like some steamed broccoli. I like to do leftover lunch. So I make a lot of dinner the night before, and then I, it makes it easier for me. And I do this for my clients have leftovers the next day for lunch. You don't have to think about it. You just heat it up. Oh yeah, that's true. Especially if you're working at home, especially if you're working at home. Um, and then if you're at an office, 
you can get, you know, the glass, the microwave safe glassware and, and heat it up. Um, and then, yeah, there's um, at nighttime, we don't want to go too heavy on the carbs necessarily, but like a complex carb is, could be okay. Like a sweet potato with your, your animal protein and like a salad or something, and it'll digest slower, but then you don't want to like eat and then go right to bed. You yeah. actually want to give yourself two or three hours, like three, ideally before you go to sleep. Now that that's hard for an entrepreneur because sometimes we don't get home till late. Sometimes, right. you know, plan ahead. So we do our best. And if that means eating a soup at night, that's a little easier to digest. Maybe that's the way to go. So it sounds like then fiber needs to be in your diet. So that's one of the categories. Mm -hmm. And so the way to get that fiber going is eventually you said seven cups of fiber a day and one cup of berries today, yeah. like one cup of seven cups of vegetables, one cup of berries, but we could start off with one cup of vegetables at every meal and one cup of berries per day. Yeah. And that would get our fiber going. What's the next category? Or did I get that right? You got that right. And then just don't forget to make sure there's fat and protein with each of those meals. Oh, okay. Eating. And what are good fats and what are good proteins? And what if you're vegetarian? If you're vegetarian, so legumes, beans um, are wonderful. Tofu, organic, because the other non-organic is just genetically modified. Um, so yeah, go the organic route route with tofu, but yeah, you can get all protein from a lot of different sources. I will say as a vegan, it can be a little harder. You really have to pay attention because not all vegan proteins have the full range of essential amino acids. And what do I mean by that? That's just animal protein has nine essential amino acids from there. Your body can actually make the rest of the amino acids it needs vegan or vegetarian protein. If it's not eggs, we'll say it just doesn't have everything. You need to eat a lot of quantity to get it. And then you're adding on calories. So you just have to um, pay more attention. Got it. So, so you need to eat some, like, do you have to have protein and fat at every single meal? You do. And what's considered a fat? My favorite's avocado. So like a half of an avocado is a great source of fat. You can drizzle like two tablespoons of olive oil onto your steamed veggies and like a little salt and pepper, maybe a squeeze of lemon is like an amazing dressing. Olives, you can maybe cook with some coconut oil if you want. So things like that. Got it. So if I get, so we get the, the fiber and the nutrition situated, what are the other categories and what are quick wins within those categories? Sure. So we talked about, let's see, I like, so from a digestive standpoint, I always recommend before you eat, preferably not at your desk, <laughs> box breathing before a meal. Box Do you know what? Box breathing. Box breathing? Box breathing. So breathing or breathing? Breathing, like in and oh, out. Okay. Oh, breathing. Now we're okay. not going to do any breathing. <laughs> okay. Puppies under my feet. That's why I keep looking down. So, um, yeah, you want to breathe in through your nose for four counts, hold it for four counts, breathe out through four counts through your nose or your mouth, and then hold it again. And you do like four or five cycles of that. Now you actually activated your parasympathetic nervous system just by doing that. No one knows you're doing it. So you could actually even do it at a restaurant. But when you do that, now your body's ready to rest, digest. Hmm. 
So that's so easy to do. Easy to do really quick. No one knows you're doing it. It's kind of like a little secret, like Kegels, if you will. So it's, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that actually make a huge difference in your digestion. Okay. So from the food and nutrition standpoint, then what it sounds like then is we start off with box breathing, not breeding, breathing, breathing. And we get, we do that. We make sure that we are getting at least three cups of vegetables a day, ultimately getting to seven, one mm. cup of berries a day. And then each meal there's protein of some kind along with fat. And we have that at every meal. So like that's the nutrition bucket. Once we're out of the nutrition bucket, what are the other buckets of things that we should be paying attention to? So from an adrenal standpoint, usually one of the other um, things that affects it is our circadian rhythm is off. So we'll talk about burning the candle at both ends. Usually that means we're waking up super early, going to bed late at night. We really need to be getting optimal sleep. What mm -hmm. I used to do six hours a night <laughs> for most of my life growing up, I can't do that now and be able to function as a human being. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat. Everyone needs a different amount of sleep, seven to nine hours, you know, somewhere in between, ideally eight. And you want to wake up within the same 30 minutes and go to bed within the same 30 minutes every day. Because you start to get in this rhythm where your cortisol spikes in the morning, which is supposed to do, and it's supposed to be as lowest right before bed. And if you're not, if you're on the computer at 10 o'clock at night, that blue light's going to signal to your body. Well, now it's still daytime. I don't need to, my melatonin isn't rising. The cortisol's still up. Melatonin's its counterpart. So it's staying down here. You gotta got to really get off the devices like a couple hours before bed if you can. So it seems like there's a protective, because if you're not eating before you go to bed, that's also another way to signal to your body. So like that eating leads into the sleeping and the mm -hmm. sleeping is about like a set time. So it would be better if you're going to say, I get up at six every morning and I go to bed at 10 every night. And that's my routine within routine. 30 minutes. Yep. And honestly, since we're entrepreneurs and consultants and and badasses, we can delegate and we can get things done and systemize things. There's no reason that we should be doing all of it. Well, even if we were, it's still our choice of like what success looks like. Like exactly. we set our own schedule, you know, like we could choose our time off. I think it's so fascinating as we all want to have time freedom and we leave our jobs and we become the worst bosses ever, yes. like worse than anybody ever worked with. I remember the other day I was not feeling well. Well, actually, actually, when I got COVID, I had COVID last month yeah. and I was like feeling awful and it's like really awful. And I had to call my daughter who lives with me. I'm like, can I take the day off? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, yeah, you do work for yourself, mom. But she's like, you absolutely need to take a day off. And then, you know, a day yeah. turned into a week, but anywho, but the, um, so, so we go to sleep at our set time within 30 minutes. What if somebody says like, oh, I can't really sleep well. Can I take a melatonin or, you know, I live in Colorado edibles are, you know, legal mm -hmm. here. You know, can I do that? Or should I, can I have a little bit of wine or something to sleep? Would you recommend sleep aid? Or is there something else that you would recommend to help, you know, yeah. make that sleep happen? Yeah. You can, you can definitely add some melatonin in or like an edible or CBD or something to that effect. Just know it should be temporary. Like I give yourself a month. Um, at the most, because once you start waking up at the same time every day and going to bed at the same time, 
your body will naturally get into that rhythm and your levels will, will go where they need to go. So if you need it to get started, that's fine. Not the wine though, because that'll actually give us terrible sleep, even though it helps us fall asleep faster, counterintuitively, you don't get the quality of sleep, the same quality of sleep. Mm. So you actually wake up feeling groggier. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So sleep's the second category. What's Mm -hmm. the, what, what are the other categories? So as a good anchor in the morning is when you do wake up, get outside and get morning light, because that actually will help get that cortisol up where it needs to be which later will signal it to dip and melatonin to rise. So morning sun is kind of like your alarm clock and your sleep aid all in one. Oh, so you get outside first thing in the morning, maybe to, you know, just have a glass of water. Cause you should be hydrating also to flush out all those toxins that you've, you've been uh, busy detoxifying all night. Then yes. Um, that will help you have a better night's sleep. And then some movement in the morning too, 10 to 20 minutes longer if you can, if you want to do like a 45 minute walk, but that those three things, water movement, light will just help flush out the toxins and get you energized for the day. So like 20 minutes, go outside, grab a, grab a water bottle, take a 20 minute walk, listen to this podcast while you're walking. Hi, you my walk. listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, you know, just do that. So now we have like movement. So we Mm -hmm. have like the movement is the water in its own category, like, or is that just, is that part of the, the nutrition, like, or is water its own thing? It is its own thing. Hydration. Most people don't know that you should get half your body weight in water a day. And that could be different depending on what water you're drinking too, because not all water is hydrating. If you don't have any minerals in your water, you can do something like add a pinch of um, Himalayan sea salt and like a squeeze of lemon to get some potassium and sodium in there, which will actually make you, uh, more hydrated, but, or drink some nice mineral water. And yeah, most people there's like that water challenge. I forget what it is. Like drink gallons of water a day. You don't need to do that. If you're not doing hard labor out in the sun all day, (laughs) you really don't need to do that. Just half your body weight in ounces start there. So if you, so is there any big categories that we haven't hit that you help your clients with? Um, I think knowing your why is a big one, knowing your, like your purpose and just making sure you tune into that every day, because we lose that a lot of the time when we're in the grind and being intentional and doing that kind of grounding work in the morning is, um, really helpful. It, it, kind of helps guide your, your decision-making throughout the day. So even though there's different pockets of categories, it feels like there could be overlap. Like you could do double duty on different things. So like I'm, if I'm doing movement, I could do yoga and then I can get connect and I could be more meditative and I can get connected to my why and all of that kind of stuff. Of course there's overlap and, um, you know, not again, we're not in silos here. Not everything has its own lane. They're all they're all talking to each other, all the systems in your body and all the things that you do can have multiple effects on different parts of your body. So we talked about a lot of different things that would really help somebody really just get to that optimal health, especially as a busy entrepreneur. 
mm-hmm. would you say is like the one thing though? If you just walk away from listening to this podcast, just do this one thing and this will make the biggest difference. That's so hard. <laughs> I know. I'm like asking you to pick between your children and which one's your favorite. <laughs> I know. No, I think, I think the most important thing, maybe the morning routine, the, the wake up, the hydration, the light, the movement, if you could start every day that way, you already know you're setting yourself up for a good night's sleep. You're partially there for your hydration. You feel pretty good and optimistic. So you're bound to make better decisions the rest of the day. So I'd say start that morning off, right? And if somebody wants to learn more about your program and how they work with you, could you tell a little bit about like your website address and a little bit more about your program? Sure. So um, my website is healthywithnin.com. <laughs> Very easy. And so is my Instagram. And if they want to learn more about my program, my program is called the Microbiome Mood Metabolism Reset. Just because most people I am working with have a lot of um, issues that are, they all are connected in those three realms. So we go through a 12 week program one-on-one but I am going to be launching a group program soon. So stay tuned for that. That's awesome. And it, um, I think you said you were working on some a freebie on your for your website. Is that accurate? Or do I not remember that accurately? I do have a freebie now. So one thing we hadn't talked about is detoxification. And I do take my clients through that um, because you kind of want to remove the things that don't serve you before you add a bunch of stuff in. So detox is something I do every quarter. And I do have a free functional medicine detox guide on my website. So you can download it from there. And it's like, as it right on the homepage, easy to, easy to find. It'll be under services. And if you scroll down, you'll see the functional medicine detox. Very cool. Um, so, so as it relates to what your, what your journey is just as kind of like, as a recap, like, mm-hmm. it sounds like then your whole business and your whole vision as a coach really was birthed out of your own personal experience and out of your own pain. And yeah. you went and figured out a solution. And it sounds like you did a lot of hard work, a lot of research that other people don't have to do. So it seems like you did more than just looking at your degree. <laughs> it seems like you've done a lot of other other things that brought this whole business to life. Is that yeah. I mean, you know, when you are interested in something, you kind of dive down that, that rabbit hole. Well, I did that for, I think, I don't know how many thousands of hours, but a lot. And, you know, there's great professionals out there, experts in different areas. And I've gone through so much of their materials and and use it on myself and use it on my clients that I'm now able to, plus my certification, kind of build a roadmap of like all these amazing things in one program that would just take you literally thousands of hours to put together (laughs) by going through all the same thing I did. So I went through the process, I sacrificed, but now I'm able to offer that to you. So it seems like going back full circle is like, that's the secret to entrepreneurship and really building a line business is that you can be confident and you can be bold because you know you have a solution that works because you tested it, you've tried it, you got you did it on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really important just example for other people because everybody wants to have a business that's completely aligned with their passion. But I think we forget that the root word of passion is from the Latin, which means to suffer. And your business came out of your own suffering. So other people don't. 
And I think that that's really powerful. And you could see the radiance in your face and you could see what a, what it's all about. So I definitely highly recommend working with Nin. And even though um, she made it safe for me to share my personal story, so it's fine. I know it's going to work for you. Um, is there anything else that you would want to tell me about just being healthy while being a busy entrepreneur or anything about what you do, your journey to entrepreneurship? And I'm just not asking you the right question. I would just say for most people, like we've seen folks heal thousands and thousands of times. There's no reason that you can't there. You will, you'll do it. So just be confident that if you follow the steps, I say clarity is queen. Consistency is king. Once you have clarity and you're consistent, you, you know, it's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. So you know, you just, yeah, I, I just don't want anyone to think that it's not possible for them because everything is possible. I know that now. <laughs> I love that. And I mean, you and I are so aligned in so many different ways. And I wish I could have stolen that line because that would have been really cool for my website. But I talk <laughs> about it more from like, you know, that like everything's monetizable and you're, you can create your, your living example. You can create the business that's on your heart. You can make it work you know, but it's really trusting that intuition and believing in it and really honoring your own story and your own journey of transformation, that it's all possible. You know, so clarity is not as confusing when you just honor and tap into like who you authentically are, but consistency mm -hmm. and courageous consistency to go out and try to do something differently. I imagine as people want to implement your ideas, you know, our, you know, our lizard brains can be like, Hey, wait a minute, this is different. But it's really talking yourself off the ledge to say, all right, I'm going to do these new habits and it's going to make a difference. So I think that's, that's why awesome. you start with one or two habits a week. You don't go overboard. Awesome. I am so grateful for you to bring on the show. I've learned so much. I'm, I have much to ponder about my own burnout journey story. So thank you for that. Um, and for everybody's listening, thank you so much for joining me and being a part of this journey with Nin. And we are all going to be working on healthy with Nin here. And, um, and again, thanks for listening. And I will see you all next time. Thanks so much for having me. It's been such a delight. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com. And it's Betsy Jordan with a Y. And you'll learn all about our end-to-end -end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today.